Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. The only podcast that plays Brainwave songs to start two consecutive episodes. That, once again, was Brainwaves from Baltimore, Maryland. That is a track, White Lies, off of their demo 2022, which came out in, you guessed it, 2022. It's funny how bands always release their demo and name it after the year that they're in. And cars are more punk rock than them. And they say, it's a 2023 model. And you're only halfway through 2022. They don't even care. That's how punk rock cars are. And you fucking bands and your cigarettes and attitudes. And you're like, we're punk. You're like, you're still, you're, you're adhering by the calendar. The American calendar. Or the whatever, the global calendar. Go on the Incan calendar or whatever. Be real about it, alright, you fake fucks. Anyway, Brainwaves is pretty cool. That song, White Lies, again, off of Demo 2022. Go check that out on the Bandcamp, but actually, I should I changed that. I say go check that out on gettingitout.net. You can find the Brainwaves band page right there on gettingitout.net. The place for you to find what's new in punk, hardcore, hip-hop, and heavy metal. That's not true. I don't do shit with hip-hop, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe Daleks on there, but that's, that's it. Anyway, on this episode... We're not talking about hip-hop at all. We're talking about Jerks, specifically Josh Jerk from School Drugs. They got a new record out. It's called Absolution. It's the second part in a four-part series. Uh, It's two seven-inches so far, two more to go, and eventually they're going to make one LP, and they kind of do. They're kind of in the process. It's like the slowest-moving Voltron ever, Uh, but it'll get there eventually, and it'll decimate you, politely, probably, maybe not, angsty. It's going to have an attitude, I think, by the time we get done with it. Anyway, speaking of attitude, let's play another band from New Jersey, Hot Zone, with the Getting It Out podcast intro song. Check it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? Hello, my loyal listeners of Getting It Out Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Before we get really into this, I want to let you know Josh and I talked for a little while, so I'm going to keep it kind of brief here in the beginning. I want to let you know that I joined the gym again. The first time I've been a member of a gym since COVID hit. I used to go to work out on my lunch breaks while at work, and that was cool. And that helped me stay fit. And now I walk to work every day, and I go to the gym afterwards, put my runs in when I can. And I still feel like a fat piece of shit. So I uh, finally joined up with the gym right by my house. Going to make it worth it. Going to go nearly every day. Back, shoulders, chest, arms only. No fucking legs. No time for that. Uh, gonna, maybe I'll do that stair climbing machine. I did that today and then a guy came and he got in the one right beside me and I got off. Not in the good way. I got off in the bad way. I got off, I got off the machine and I walked away. Can't do that. Don't be next to me. Going to the gym brings out a lot of bad things in me. I'm totally an ageist. People say that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't want you kids here. Get your kids out of here. What are, what are you teenagers doing here? You don't need to work out. You don't need to do anything. Get off the basketball court. You're not good at basketball. You're just better than me. And you're not even better than me. You're just better at moving than I am at this point. All right? Don't worry. I'm not going to play anyway. Because you can't handle the way I play. All right? You can't handle the elbows, the shuck and jive, the, the, uh, the hard fouls that I'm going to deliver. And don't you dare call a foul. It wasn't a foul. Never is. 
But anyway, the, so that's the little ones. And then there's these old people. Come on, give up. It's over. Your time's on. You've, you, you wasted it. You don't get to be here anymore. Give it up. It's mine now. All I want to see in there is people in their late 30s and, and later. But only, like, only maybe the 50. Let's say 35 to 50 range. That's all I want in the gym. By the way, this is an athletic club, not a gym. So uh, get your fucking kids out of here. Even though there's a kids club and like a really cool facility and like a pool and everything for the kids to hang out in while they're in the gym. I don't mean the little kids. I just mean the teenagers. Get out of here, teenagers. You invaded my life. Get out. Get out of the gym. And what's with the boys in their haircuts now? Teenagers, why do you have that dumb haircut? Man, I sound like an old guy. But I hate the old guys too. I'm hating equally. I'm an ageist, they call me. That's what they call me on the street. There goes that guy, the ageist. And uh, I sometimes I don't know if that's a bad thing, right? I don't know if that's a bad thing. Uh, there's a reason there's like an age limit on the draft, except for Putin said there was, and apparently he's taking 50-year-olds. I'm making stuff up, by the way. That's fake news straight from Getting It Out Podcast. Come here for all the fake news you can handle. And before I make worse fake news, let's just move on with this episode. How about I play you a song? From School Drugs. Yeah, School Drugs. The band I'm going to be talking to on this episode. The man I'm going to be talking to on this episode in particular is Josh Jerk. He's back for his second go-round on Getting It Out podcast. And it's an absolute pleasure to have sat down and had a chat with him once again. Let's listen to a song from their new EP called No Taste off of Absolution. Out now on Indecision Records. <laughs> Since our last mm-hmm. conversation, and just over a year since the release of Visitation, which is like the first part of this four-part series uh, for funeral arrangements, did you think it would take this long to be talking about part two? No, <laughs> no, because because when we did the first part, it was like it was like, all right, cool, let's do this the seven inch, awesome, here we go, doing the seven inch, all right. No one else is going to put out records right now, right? I checked with every band in the world, and everyone said, like, no, we're not going to put a record out, I swear. And I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. Thanks to every other band in the world. And then, lo and behold, every other band in the world was like, yo, fuck those guys. Let's put a record out. They so, heard about your so ambitious I, like every, plan. Yeah, they were they were just like, fuck that band. Fuck those guys. What can we do to fuck them over? <laughs> um, no, uh, no, it's just it, everybody had the same exact idea at the same exact time. Like, let's all put out records. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess it wasn't as an original thought to, uh, I don't know, put out a record. 
<laughs> well, maybe, maybe not that, but the whole, but the whole uh, four parts to equal one might have fucked you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we had just done like a straight LP, it would have just been done. But then we would have probably also had a bunch of tours canceled that we would have been promoting that record and that was honestly part of the reasoning for not putting out another just lp is like we did modern medicine and then we were about to do you know a few a few pours here and there and uh then the world shut down and we were like let's not do that again like i don't know how long this thing is gonna last so let's just not do that again and you didn't and we to did. play it safe. So, it didn't work. It's, it's worked out in, in it's worked out in some respects. I mean, I would have liked to have the second part out much sooner than this. I don't know exactly um, when because we were just you know we had everything done and it was done and we were just at the mercy of whatever pressing plants were uh, available at the time. And we actually had to switch plants like once or twice because it was like, yeah, you guys can have them twenty twenty three. And we were like, that's <laughs> not good. So, fuck that. And then, I don't know what plant we even decided on in the end, to be honest. Yeah, um, I wonder if there's some, like, budget-ass plant out there who does a really shitty job, but has a great turnaround time. That's just making a killing right now. I probably, there's got to be somebody <laughs> that's, like, you know, uh, putting two, like, hot pans together and just, like, squishing records out in there. In their kitchen. Yesterday, I was at a. I went to. I went to a Walmart for the first time, and I can't remember the last time. That's not me just trying to sound cool too. Like it's been a long time since I've been to a Walmart. This has been a long time since I've been to a Walmart. And I walked in there, and we were back in the electronics section. And I looked down, and there was a stack. And I'm not kidding. A stack that off the. It was the shelf was maybe an inch off the ground or two, and then there was mm-hmm. a stack of Adele LPs, the one that gets blamed for everything. And I'm not yep. kidding. It was like two and a half feet tall from the like it, they were stacked on top of mm. each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean the rumor that had been going around to everybody was that like um, Adele and Taylor Swift gummed up the works for everybody else. Yeah, and and then I'd heard something about like Pirates Press stopped their um, their deal with like Warner Brothers Records because I guess they were just pressing so much other stuff that they didn't, they didn't need those giant giant orders anymore mm-hmm. but i have to imagine that it, it, it can't be just those two i would say it's like metallica too but i think metallica uses their own pressing plant completely separate from everybody else in the world that only presses metallica records because <laughs> they're metallica and they can afford to just have a place that prints only their shirts and only their right. records and only their song books of how to play enter sandman and what have you they're, they're an entire industry themselves, which is pretty impressive. Oh, 100%. And, like, it's not unusual to see a band have a a warehouse, you know, that just yeah. houses all of their crap. Most most bands that are playing uh, a large size, like 5,000 cap plus, maybe a little bit smaller, maybe a touch smaller, but, like, 5,000 cap up, it's not unusual for a band like that to have a, um, like, warehouse that they just keep all of their set pieces and um, guitars and drums and keyboards and those sorts of things 
uh, I think a Slipknot has like a whole crazy big compound that they have out in uh, <clears throat> in Iowa. But Metallica goes a step further and has like all of that, and they have the ability to press all of their own shit independently from everybody else in in the world. Um, like I've been to Springsteen's warehouse. I did a load out. That's like a New Jersey requirement, right? You guys have all been there, but yeah, you're you you you're birthed, and in, in most states, they depending what season you're you're born in, they give you like a you know a baseball or a football or <laughs> a soccer ball or something. But in New Jersey, they it depends what month you're born in, and that's um and the corresponding last digit of the year is the uh corresponds directly to what Springsteen album came out. So I was born in the uh, month and year of Nebraska. so That's not I bad. That's a good one. Uh, no, that's a great record. Nebraska yeah. fucking rules. I, I actually don't know when that record came out, and if it came out in um, April, that would be astounding. But I actually have no idea. Well, it's, it's a pretty good chances you'll land on a good Springsteen record, at least at least in my opinion. But anyway, um, the uh, the Adele, a couple things here. The Adele thing to me was just amazing. Be like to see it in person was because this is the stereo. This is the thing that people say. This is the stereotypical like thing to blame. And I'm looking at a fucking stack of them. And like, yep. like, I was there with my stepdaughter, and I was like, I kept going back to it and like saying like, this is just crazy to me. And I don't think she understood what I was saying. I tried to explain, but it, it doesn't make you know. I just sound like a nerd. Dad, right? But uh, yeah. But, have, you ever, um, have you ever bought any of those records from like Target or, or Walmart or anything? Yeah. Oh yeah. I try not to, but if I wa- I walked into, we're way off tar- track already, but that's fine. I walked into Target the one day and they had a, a, a clearance section of vinyl, and it was all marked down to like, like I bought like six records for twenty dollars, and it was brand new shit, yeah. and it was like Jimi Hendrix yep. and Chris Cornell, and I forget what else it was. Like Rise Against, I like Rise Against. I don't care what they sound like now. I still like Rise Against. So, like, I was like, all right, I'll buy that record now that it's three dollars for an LP. You know, like, I don't care if it's don't lie. You bought you bought Nowhere Generation. That might be the one. <laughs> I have to I have to turn around. I, and look, I, I, that, that was, they they literally like just played at the at the at my job. So that was probably it. Uh, it was the like I haven't bought a new Rise Against record. I don't know since when, um, but. But I did because it was three dollars at Target, and uh, that'll get me. You know that, that works. The price yeah, of a seven inch—that's even cheaper than a seven inch. You know, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven inches have gone up, but you know that because you released the seven inches. Um, is the has the I had to imagine the cost to produce a seven inch has gone up exponentially, just like everything else in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely has. Because uh, there's there's a there's a it's it's like it's quicker and easier. For like Pirates Press to do a 12 inch, um, mm, yeah, I don't know if they if they just have more presses that do um, 12 inches than they do seven inches, or, or, or what the thing is. Um, you could also get a flexi really really quick if you wanted that. That's like a three month turnaround. An LP is yep. probably closer to six, and then uh, uh, a seven inch is like friggin' eight nine plus like uh, hopefully that's that's gone down a little bit but you know it got to the point that pirates press just wasn't even taking new orders until they could get through their old orders because i think what a lot of people don't realize is that their plants are in i think 
the Czech Republic and while like while the rest of all America was was open and ready back for business, other countries weren't. So mm-hmm. you'd have like orders pile and pile and stacking up in 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 the states, and then there's you can't get them pressed where they get them pressed because they're just they're still not back to they're still being sensible about you know having people not interacting in such close quarters right well you you finally did get it done um the second yeah. part well i guess it's officially this is what was confusing me and i told you this the other day i was confused by the release date of absolution the new part the, the second part of funeral arrangements mm. because the because of the difference in the uh streaming date and the physical date which is yeah. not a it's not a new thing like i should have been used to that i should have just noticed that but i missed it um so officially it's out there everywhere right now streaming wise right yep you can you can stream the whole thing now but the physical version comes out when um they should start shipping like early mid-september um we said October to be safe, but it will probably be earlier than that. So people will just start receiving them in the in the mail and um, getting them before they thought they were going to. Oh, good. That's that's cool. Yeah, that's a nice the, that's a nice surprise. Of, yeah, the sort of official date is like October. No, it's not. I'm thinking of the official digital release. There is no official. Uh, <laughs> We just said like mid October, the fall. Uh, fall, yeah. It's yeah. gonna these will change, and you'll get a new record. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, and and that's that's been the way. I feel like that's been the way it is. I don't know how. I was think, trying to think the other day. I made a list at work the other day. I was trying to at least about my pre orders that are out there, and I don't know what they mm-hmm. were. I could come up with like end it, and. Um, Frail, the doom band out of Cleveland, uh, Spellbook, which is like a metal band from York, uh, or like a rock band. Like, the, like I was trying to think of all these things, and I was like, man, I don't even know. I don't know what I've ordered out there. I don't know when it's coming, and I don't care. I like it, but I, I like it. I like it, but I think not a lot of people will like it. <laughs> I think that's not that's not I, fun I like, for a lot of people, but I enjoy it. Yeah, if you don't order like a lot of stuff, it's probably a little frustrating. But yeah, I yeah. like I like ordering a. You know, some kind of bootleg T-shirt, and then forgetting about it, and then one day I just I get home from work and I'm like, oh shit, there's a package here. I wonder what the hell this is. Right, it's like fun. a little little mini Christmas little for yourself. Exactly, treat yourself. <laughs> well, regardless of whether when when Absolution physically comes out, it is out there digitally. I've listened to it a bunch. Um, three more songs from the uh, four part. LP funeral arrangements. I know we talked about it a, a year ago, but for the people who may may have missed that one or not listened or don't give a shit to go back, um, tell me about or go, briefly go over what funeral arrangements is and how absolution ties into that. Uh, you you pretty much summed it up. Funeral arrangements is, a, is an LP in four parts. You got four seven inches that are have a limited pressing. If you don't get them now. Uh, before they're sold out, we're never pressing them again. They're totally going to be done. And then once all four of these seven inches are out, it's going to be collected into an LP, and the LP will stay in print as long as people determine that we are relevant. And that'll be there for people to have. 
Nice. Well, yeah, that, that pretty much clears it up. The this one, the last one was three songs. This one's three songs. Um, of course, it all feels pretty cohesive because that's the way it's supposed to feel, I'd imagine. But is there anything? I appreciate that. Is there is there anything to like the three songs that were on Visitation and the three songs that are on Absolution and the whatever many songs are on the next one and the next one? Are they are they grouped together by a theme at all, or is everything all just work on its on a broader sense? It's uh, it has it has more of an A side B side thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was an it, it's an interesting thing to me to do because when Visitation came out and people saw the artwork and the way the record is laid out, et cetera, et cetera, it's like, oh, okay, cover art's this, blah, blah, whatever, all right, great. Uh, and then I realized that like people will not fully understand the overarching themes and. I guess, for lack of a better word, aesthetic of the thing until you see the second one and go like, oh, it has the same colors and the same sort of, you know, imagery involved in it. It's, you know, it, it took seeing the second one to understand it. And that'll be further cemented when you see the third and the fourth. And right now, everybody has the full A side of funeral arrangements that's that's all out the next two are a bit darker and kind of slower the a side has more of the fast hardcore punk stuff and the b side has more mm, the a side is the first tsol ep and the b side is uh uh Beneath the Shadows, TSOL LP. <laughs> gotcha. It's more about like feel than it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, anything else? Um, listen, it could have been. It could be worse. I could have said the the A side is the TSOL uh, EP, and then the B side is TSOL Hit and Run. Oh, I had that. that on I could have said that. That's the one that they're Ooh. on the cover in, in leather, right? They're all <laughs> leathered up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does not. Shit, does not stand up. <laughs> This shit rolls. You and have bad take- taste, and we've had this argument about other stuff, so that's okay. But that shit rolls. No, no, <laughs> you're you're so you're so unbelievably wrong. There's, we, I'm sure we talked about this last time. There's a few of those kinds of records that are good. I like Bad Religion into the Unknown. I think it sounds like I don't more punk. See this? I disagree. It, it sounds like that. more punk Devo. It's weird. If you want to, it's like, it's like there's a pizza place, right? There's a pizza place in our area called Pete and Elda's, which is funny because for anybody that is, knows what Pete and Elda's is, the pizza place is not called Pete and Elda's. It's called, it's called Carmine's Pizza. It's called Carmine's Pizzeria. I feel bad for Carmine. Pete and Elda get all the fame. They're the bar. Anyway, that's not important. What's important here is that Carmine's Pizza makes a very thin crust, uh, almost like, matzah-y, matzah-esque pizza. And if you want... Some people are like, ooh, Pete Elder's pizza sucks. And I'm like, well, actually, it's Carmine's pizza. But if you want normal New Jersey pizza, you don't go there. Sometimes you want shitty Domino's pizza. You're not getting it because you want good pizza. You're getting it because you want shitty Domino's pizza. You want something right, different. Right, it's like two different so things. So if you yeah. want... If you want a good bad religion record, go listen to How Can Hell Be Any Worse. Go listen to Suffer. Go listen to uh, my personal favorite um, 
Stranger Than Fiction. Like, go listen to one of those records. Don't listen to Into the Unknown for that. Listen to Into the Unknown because it sounds like, pretend it's another band. Just pretend it's another band. And it's a totally different record. All right, I can. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that logic and that way of uh, thinking. But this takes me back to uh, an argument that you and I had recently uh, in DMs about Black Sabbath and how you think there's like two good oh, Black Sabbath fuck. records, which is insane. And, no, uh, no, they're sick. That's what you they're said. Like you sick. said they're all bad except for the first one. I think. That's ex- <laughs> I think that was a quote. <laughs> They're all bad. It's true. I said every Black Sabbath record is completely yeah. unlistenable. You said you only like the, first... the Tony Martin stuff. <laughs> the first... Oh fuck! Yeah, I'm only into uh, Headless Idol and yes, exactly. everything else. I only, Seven I only like Storm or whatever Seven that one's called. Song yeah. Or whatever the... yeah, exactly, exactly. Fucking Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. <laughs> um, I have that record. I bought that. You should. I, I should have. But I, yeah. The first six Sabbath records are perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect fucking records. Everything about yeah. them is is perfect. Agreed. That leaves two, two that Ozzy sang on that are completely, completely fucking awful. <laughs> Never Say Die and Technal Ecstasy are just atrocious. And you stand by that. No, no lie. You stand by those two records and are and awesome. Further yes, on. yes, are awesome. Yes, well, and uh, and for anybody, for anyone that's like, yo, but Mob Rules, I don't care about Mob Rules. Well, that's what I was going to say. And Mob Rules and Heaven and Hell are even better. Right. Let me and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Did I give you my explanation of why? I think I did. I think you might have. But good, please, for everybody, go ahead. Those six records are Black Sabbath inventing a genre and sounding like themselves and and influencing but after those six records they put out two records that are just like bad rock records they're they're not barely even metal records they're just yeah but how is this not how is this not like the same thing as your into the unknown argument because it's not different enough (laughs) if black sabbath suddenly was a fucking ska band i might be like cool yeah (laughs) fucking upside down checkerboard cross awesome which is a fucking aesthetic that somebody should use um but black scab the problem is that as there you go they could they could do the ska record uh the black scab uh the (laughs) problem with the later sabbath records is they stop sounding like themselves and they start sounding like bands that influenced them to me and it's not a it's not like a to me it doesn't sound a case of, of like oh we're gonna like we're going to take the thing that the other bands are doing and show them what they're trying to do. It's like and it's not really like a how do you do fellow kids. It's it's just more of like oh fuck, we gotta like keep up with the times. We gotta we gotta do, you know, what everybody else is doing right now. And it's just like it's not what I'm looking for out of Black Sabbath. And I think I think I think I said uh, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, and we'll probably have to leave it there. We will. But the, but yeah, I think I think the Dio records are fantastic, even that, and not on the same level. But even that Dehumanizer uh, record in the '90s was also pretty good, not great, pretty good. Um, I'm I'm glad you like them. 
There, there's some, there's some stuff in there. Compliment. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what I like? I, what I like lately, and I hear a lot of people do this, a lot of, specifically a lot of podcast people do this. A lot of people say it on podcasts. At least they'll just say like, like, you know, what, what the fuck do they say? They're just like, well, it's just not my thing. And they just say you don't like it then. Say you don't right. fucking like it. It's right. not my thing. Like, just say, <laughs> say I don't like it. But, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, no. I don't, you don't have to have a reason to not like it. I just happen to have a reason that I <laughs> established with myself of like, why don't I like this? The fucking cover art for Mob Rules is fucking awesome. Like, it's still the band minus Ozzy, who is to me the, the weakest link of Black I know, Sabbath. And then, they, and then they added like the best metal singer ever. Like it's I just know, like but I also don't, I'm not. And a then big they fan they, like they tuned to him. Singer. They they made it his. They made it for Dio. Anyway, we we don't need to go way off. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> Proving my point further. That's what's wrong with it. No, that's what you think is wrong with it. It's not. That doesn't mean your doesn't mean your point that is that is bad is correct. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you're wrong and that they changed their sound because I do agree that they changed their sound to bands that that uh, likely influenced them. But they were also bands that they were playing alongside at the same time, too. Yeah, sure, they sound a little more Deep Purple on these records, but uh, of course they do. You know, it sounds, well, a little more like, it sounds a little more like Rainbow, but of course they do. They got Dio in there. They, you know, took a little more of that Blackmore swagger and put it in with, you know. But, but it's all right. It's all right. I, I have to imagine that at some point they were like, oh, you know, Anthrax is going to tour with us or whoever. And, you know, oh, it's going to be weird if we sound like early Sabbath playing with these Those like, band, new Anthrax hit wasn't even around yet. You get My what rules, I'm saying. I'm not My saying rules Anthrax, came out in 81. Come on. I'm saying metal bands of the, <laughs> of the era, even something like Judas Priest. Like, oh, we're going to tour with Judas Priest, so, you know, we're going to have to keep up with the times, in a way. That's how it feels to me. It could I could be totally wrong, and that's fine. That's just how it feels. What's funny me. is that there's both of us were not even alive at this point, so we're just kind of talking out of our ass. But I, but I think we oh, both have pretty good arguments. <laughs> anyway, enough about, enough about other bands. Let's talk about your band. Yeah, no, they can. They don't need to correct us. They can keep it to themselves. We're we're arguing <laughs> for their pleasure right now. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go back to school drugs um, because there's plenty more we could argue about. I'm sure, which like includes what constitutes the Jersey Shore, but we'll skip that for now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you. When you did uh, visitation, you had a nice little customized forty-five adapter. Is there anything like that coming along the, with Absolution? There is, and it's, it's a surprise. Yeah, let's just leave it a surprise. It's, okay, I like that. It's far less utilitarian than that was by a lot. Like it kind of has no no point um, being included, other than it, it ties into the the record and the themes, but. Um, it, it's it, it was difficult to come up with something that would physically uh, assist you in listening to the record after <laughs> we've already made the only thing that you can really make. But we'll just leave it up to to mystery, and it'll it'll come in the mail. Yeah, no, that's good. You I, might, I like it. I like a, it. Depending where you get it, you might have to um, mail away for it because oh. it might not it might not fit with. Like physically fit into the record, and I don't want to 
piss off all the stores and and other places getting the record. So, it's a vibrator. Isn't had, it? I, is it? A, did you say a typewriter? I said a vibrator. It's a vibrator. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean that wouldn't really fit. That wouldn't fit either. It wouldn't fit the theming or anything. Um, fun well, you know. would be fun, <laughs> but but it's not that. I right. a typewriter, and I was like, that would be cumbersome. I don't know where I could get three hundred typewriters. Ma- mass-produced typewriters, yeah, yeah. Where the only keys are S C H O L D R U G. Good job. You didn't repeat a single letter there. That's, that's yeah. pretty impressive. I was I, why, I was reading school drugs as you were doing that to see if you would get it right. <laughs> you did. I think you would need an X, though, too, wouldn't you? Uh, no, we'll make a, a – clearly, if we're making a, a, a whole typewriter, <laughs> we're going to make an RX key. You just hit it and boom, there it is. You're right. That's good. That's good. Uh, you're, you're thinking of everything here. <laughs> All right. So um, – the, what I really appreciate about uh, visitation and obviously what you're doing with absolution too, although of course we don't have the physical yet, is all the all the care and detail put into the packaging and just the way it's presented. I think it's I think it's very cool. And I think it makes it gives people a reason to want to collect these seven inches. Um, oh yeah, I mean I I very much appreciate that because the I mean for example the the covers to the seven inches came in you know a month or two ago and I, i'm way more concerned with what the paper stock is like on the fucking cover <laughs> than i am on what the you know uh weight is of the record it's that's you know there within well i as how about a little paper talk um <laughs> Because we'll really niche it down here. I'm a I'm a printing guy, okay? So I know a little bit. You're, little why are you telling me this now? Well, I know a little, couple of things about printing, all right? Uh, it's all you I've ever done. A couple, two, three things? A couple, two, three things about the printing industry happens to be what, what I Letter do. Letterpress? Uh, screen? What are, we, what are we talking here? Well, I've been uh, been at many of companies. Now I'm currently at one that does uh, we do a little offset, a little digital, yeah. you know. Yeah, we got we got we get things done, right? Um oh, less offset printing. You got a risograph in there? No. No. You ever work with a risograph? No, I never even heard of that. Never- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I've heard of, a, a, like, everything. Risograph is, like, kind of like right before Xerox. A, just a means of, of reproduction for, for offices and things like that. And it's, there's three, 
three or four no I don't think it's multicolor I think it's I think it's one color and then you have to switch the drums out to to print multiple colors I I could be very wrong about that but it it looks like a copy machine with you know a lid and you you put the the thing down on some glass and it like scans it in you know whatever primitive way it scans it and then it it runs the the paper through like a drum that has the the ink on it and spits it out the other side. And then I think that you have to like run the paper through, you know, three more times if you want to do a full CMYK. Again, I, I could be wrong. It could be yeah, that this, like, that does not sound like the way to go these days. No, it could be that like larger companies, you know, would have a CMYK printing, but like an office probably only had, you know, black to, to print everything right. with. And it, it has a very grainy kind of look about it. It's not as, clear and and dark and sort of cohesive as a xerox machine was then later it, it's mm-hmm. it has more of a grainy kind of aesthetic about it it's a it's a thing that like now people will go out and look for places that still have risographs or, or companies like in you know fucking brooklyn or or wherever that are like we print risograph and they'll do you know prints or like Gotcha. So it's like a specialty thing now. Yeah, now it's become a yeah exactly. Now it's become a specialty thing, sort of like trying to find uh, 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 newsprint paper. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like for the longest time, pulp paper was the cheapest, quickest, easiest thing you could get, and well, everybody does pulp paper because that's what I was getting to about this now. when you were talking about the paper. Is that I, I, if you're looking for a specific type of paper to print uh, seven inch covers on right now, that's that's not easy anymore either. Did Dude, you have any issues with that? Yes. 1,000% yes. I yeah. I went to go print the inserts for Absolution, and the last time that I printed them, they look, they look exactly the same. There will be no surprises there. The Clearly, the, the art on the front of it is slightly different. Again, it hopefully will make more sense when you see the first one and then the second one, and you'll go, oh, I see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. and the back is different has a different song on it and blah 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 but when i first got those printed in 2021 they were it's 14 or 16 i think it's 16 point uh uh linen mm, yeah that's shit nobody's making that shit right now dude it cost it cost like 80 bucks to print you know you have to print them in 500 right. so like i, I printed 500 of them at friggin for for 80 bucks this time around it was like same exact thing nothing has changed and it was like 230 yeah i believe it for the exact same thing like 230 bucks and like i emailed the company i was like yo listen (laughs) can't like why, like what's going on and they they told me they're like and you know the banner at the top of their website says we're having massive paper shortages right now and uh uh like sorry but i emailed them and luckily they, they sent me a, a coupon for like 20 percent off but uh you know i i didn't understand that that paper was made out of fucking semiconductors um 
Well, I mean, if you're talking specifically the type of linen in it, I can tell you that I, at my professional job, I had our purchaser come up to me recently and say, your customer is looking for this paper, exactly what you're talking about. And he said, we originally told him it would be here in October and now it'll be here maybe at the end of the year because nobody is making it. So... Like and and then that's and then you got to contact the customer and be like, hey, look, here's the deal: we don't have it, and we're not going to have it, and nobody is going to have it until at least yeah this time. So sorry, but nothing can be done unless you change what you want. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, I mean, could and I? Could it's I, paper. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Could I have gone for uh, either a went to a different company and and tried to shop around and see if I could get a better price? Could I have changed what the type of paper was? Could I have just gone with like a matte finish and called it a day? Yeah, right. absolutely, I could have. But I'm a fucking maniac, and I'm like, if 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 they don't, if it's not exactly the same across all of them, uh, I'm, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. It has to be exactly the fucking same or the whole thing falls apart for me which it it totally doesn't but (laughs) it it will it will so then naturally you purchased another thousand extra sheets to hold right i wish i had considered that (laughs) no i I just i just ordered them for the exorbitant price and and ate the cost and said fuck it i it has to look this way it has to um it a slightly interesting slightly interesting to you me and maybe two other people that are listening to this, um, <laughs> the covers, the covers were on the wrong stock originally. Hmm. They were supposed to be gloss. Um, it's one of those sort of Bob Ross happy accident type moments because when yeah. I got the thing and, and saw it physically, I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I didn't go with the, uh, the gloss paper because this should be on a matte finish. The, the, God damn, this is such a boring conversation for everybody else in the world. Um, <laughs> That's all right. It's the, only you and I doing it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make it, uh, bring it back to being interesting to other people. The the idea <laughs> originally was I wanted the cover, the, the stock to be like a old late 70s, early 80s hardcore record. Those, like a, the first Dead Kennedys 7 inch and like, um, uh, meaning, uh, California Viralis 45 and like early pressings of Nervous Breakdown are on this like really high, must be like early high gloss paper. It's barely a, a card stock. It's like, yeah, it's real thin, right? It's real, real thin. It's like, yeah, less than, than, you know, 12 point. It, it's gotta be, um, or, or 16. It's, does it get thinner as you go up or down? Down. Up, right? Thinner is, no. is up? No, no, no. The, the, Thinner is down. Yeah, not, nine point is like 80 pound. And like, like 20 pound is like printer paper. So, got it. You know so, I mean? yeah. You got, yeah. So, like, those records were printed on this really high gloss. And it was like, it's like if you handle them, if you even pick them up, the thing like folds in half and like is, you know, the cover is ruined. Um, early Misfits records, I, some of them I think were printed on like the same kind of similar thing. But I kind of liked the idea that this thing was delicate and you could very easily fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really have a lot of weight to it. And it was just like, I wanted it to feel not really like throwaway, but kind of throwaway. Kind of like, not crappy, but kind of crappy. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I, I you want it to have some for- texture to it. It sounds like, but like, like, like. Well, I wanted and- you to be able to kind of like fuck it up accidentally and like you know curl the corner or like right. if the humidity in your house is a little bit too high, the thing kind of curls up a little bit and you know on the sides, but. We, we also got the covers printed from a completely separate place that we got the records made because I wanted the, the record needed to have the little dip on the back mm-hmm. so that you okay, could like, you know, pull out, yeah. pull out the record, the little like thumb, um, dip thing that it has on it. I, I, I needed to find somebody that printed covers with something similar to that originally it was just going to be like a little half circle cut out on the back again like some of those older punk and hardcore seven inches were back in the day but i couldn't find that exact thing but i found something that i i really liked so we went with that we went with um iloveimprint.com nice well the, the the reason i bring all that up is because and not just because i'm Somebody who's st- stuck in the printing industry. <laughs> I, I really, I say I'm stuck because it's all I've ever done, all I ever will do. I think, but uh, the, but as a as somebody who loves records, but doesn't I like I don't consider myself a record collector, despite my massive record collection and spreadsheets <laughs> documenting everything right. I have. Uh, I only usually want to buy one copy of a record. But if it's fucking cool, like if it's cool and there's a lot of thought into it, that's so it's so much better, right? Like we talked mm-hmm. earlier about like mass produced uh, shit you can buy at Walmart or Target or whatever, and that shit has nothing. That there's, there's nothing like that, right? That's all just as that's thin cardboard, that's thin vinyl. It's yeah. uh, maybe even, probably not even, even a lyric sheet. Yeah, like it's, yeah, sometimes it's shit. it'll be even worse. And and the fucking the cover will have the little perforation marks, yeah, on the fucking side where it was like popped out of a fucking sheet. Right, right, <laughs> out of a die cut sheet. Yeah, yeah. So so I appreciate the 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 thought and the uh, the detail put into visitation and absolution, um, and I, I like that it's a I, I like the continuation of it all that it's going to go through these four parts, and I assume that will carry through to the LP version, but I don't know. I'm just speaking for you. Uh, I mean, the LP has its own designated feel about it. That's already thought out and like ready to go i know i know exactly how like what stock i want it to be on and and how i i want it to to feel and look given that you you ran into the delays getting out part two has that changed the way you're doing the remaining uh parts uh yeah i mean we're gonna send it into printing like way 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 fucking sooner so Mm -hmm. hopefully it'll get out sooner um, that one, we just, we just really didn't even consider that it was going to be like that. But now that we know, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have them in a more timely fashion. Have you so, recorded yeah, the upcoming parts? Well, what's up? Have you recorded the upcoming pieces? Uh, the third one is, is done. The fourth one we have not finished yet because our drummer had to, um, move his studio. <clears throat> So we we couldn't actually finish it at the uh, the studio that we kind of had to like wrap it up and just say like all right we'll come back to this when you know you're in your new spot because um, that's what he, that's what he does for for work and everything is uh, Chris is a recording engineer 
That's a really great thing to have in the band. Boy, fucking howdy is it ever. <laughs> and like, That's... you know, I, I've, I've said this before in various places, but like, Chris is a fucking phenomenal drummer. Um, Chris's drumming specifically on For Science, uh, Way Out of Control, was the thing that I was like, oh, this dude could play in a hardcore band. And Chris is a fucking hardcore guy. He's a, he's a metal He's a metal, pop punk, hardcore, he's, uh, you know, kind of everything in that, in that world guy, but he plays with such an aggression that it translates really well to what we do. And then also on top of that, he's recorded and engineered like some of my favorite records. So that was definitely the ulterior motive there as well. Well, it seems to have worked out pretty well. Um, the, the, the three tracks on Absolution, No Taste, Broken, Cold Hearted, um, we mentioned it's kind of like the same, it's, it kind of fits with the tracks on Visitation. Uh, what, can you go through these tracks quickly and, uh, just tell me a little bit about each of them? Broken. You start in the no middle. Taste is the first one. Yeah. No, no, I, <laughs> nice, I nice. I've like rewritten the fucking order for them so many goddamn times that like, I, I'm like, I, I don't even remember. Um, but, uh, no taste is, I, I don't know, like, what we were kind of going for. Maybe, like, uh, it, it's that funny thing where, like, what I think it sounds like or what I was going for is not what other people will hear, which is fun and cool and makes you go, like, listen to it differently and, and say to yourself, like, oh, I, I can see how they got that, or I have no idea where the fuck they're coming from with, with that, um, conclusion. But, I think I think I thought it sounded like a like a blitz song or something like that, and then other people said it sounds like a circle jerk song, and I'm like, yeah, I I can understand that. Um, Edgar said that it sounds it. Re- Edgar said that it reminds him. He didn't necessarily say it sounds like, but it reminds him of um, just to get away by Poison Idea. I think it's just good as it has that like dan 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 like kind of thing, and I'm like, well. That's that song's one of the most perfect hardcore songs that's ever been written. I don't think No Taste is, so I I can't in good conscience say I, I think they're similar, but I guess I understand it. Um But no, I mean well so then like the lyrical content of that song is like I just I, you know, I fucking I, I work at a venue mm-hmm. and I, I have to get up fairly early sometimes to, to be there for load in and, and whatever. And I live in a shore town and I live in a back house in uh, Bradley Beach, New Jersey. Um, so I'm like way set back from my landlords. Basically, I have like a small, like one, two bedroom apartment. And, uh, uh, you know, my landlord has a giant fucking house in, that eclipses my whole, you know, view of the world here. Right. <laughs> and everybody else has kind of the same thing. Um and, you know, you walk out to your car in the morning for work and there's people like going to the beach and doing their thing. And like, I like my job. I like what I do. I don't like waking up at, you know, fucking five or six in the morning to go do it. It'd be really nice if bands would start loading their shit in at like, I don't know, 2 p.m. That would work better for me <laughs> personally. But I, you know, I, I couldn't convince um, I couldn't convince uh, Rise Against to, to come in any later. So. So I guess they have to load in it at eight o'clock or whatever. Anyway, 
you, you go out to do that shit and you're like, yeah, cool. You're all fucking going to, you know, have a, have fun at the fucking beach. I'm going to, I'm going to go do work, which again, yes, it, I like my job, but like it's fucking early and I have to go carry a bunch of heavy things and push heavy things and yeah. do this and that and then make a good time happen for other people. Cause it's not <laughs> every show that you're like sick, you know, like turnstiles playing this year, descendants are playing this year. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm, fucking stoked for both of those shows but then it's like oh i'm gonna sit through nathaniel ratliff oh and I, the I, night sweats good lucky for and you the man. Night sweats. see was it i don't know yeah <laughs> it's a good band that's a good one <laughs> i think it, we're gonna disagree could, on, it on something. Could be. <laughs> it very well could be i just i i know nothing about them i don't really care i like i don't need to see my your, johnny for the i get your point I know, time. I know what you're saying <laughs> you know like uh, okay we're gonna have the fucking queen tribute act that we have every year awesome right 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 cool um, i look i look at shows more as like shows that happen on like that stage more like are they gonna be cool is loading gonna be good are they gonna be easy are they gonna be a pain in the, like are they gonna be a fucking pain in the ass you know um but it, it's fine. Anyway, so, yeah, the song is kind of just the disdain and lack of taste for, for other people early in the morning. Um, Broken is like, the first song is like hating the world. The second song is like hating yourself. The fun bit of trivia about Broken is there's a middle part there. The uh, Everything is fucking broken. And at Chris's old studio, there was a... Uh, he has like an intercom so you'd walk up to the door and you'd ring the intercom bell and then he would like buzz you in so you could go upstairs and the the intercom you know has a fucking microphone and like a little um tv screen on it and it had this uh you could just so you like if someone's downstairs and you could like talk to them and from the first time that i saw that i was like dude we got to use that for a fucking song we got to do something with that and uh that part just happened to be like perfect because i wanted like a lo-fi high pass filter kind of sound telephone type sound on there and i was like yo let's just stick the microphone up to the intercom and i'll go downstairs and i'll fucking scream into it and uh we'll use that so i did so he called me on his phone and just put the phone down while the thing was playing and then you know at two in the morning in in new brunswick on a in an industrial park essentially i'm i'm there screaming into this fucking little intercom at the front of his uh his door <laughs> that's funny i like that that's a nice touch yeah i mean that was, that was like a thing that we wanted to do forever and it was kind of a now or never since he was moving right right um and then cold-hearted is uh is the song that i've described as sounding like surfing in a cemetery <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the idea i guess um, we also ripped the intro off of New Rose by The Damned. These are things that normally people don't pick up on. Um, but now that yeah, I've I said did. it out loud and people go back and hear it, they're going to go, oh yeah, that's the thing. That's the, that's the New Rose intro. Jukka, 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 jukka. Like, oh yeah, I got it. Um, we do, I, we have that shit. It's all over the place. There's all kinds of stuff that's like nods to, to other things, both in like, the liner notes of, of the record and, you know, musical sort of, uh, 
nods. Um, if, if anyone ever finds all of them, I'll, I'll send you a, a Marvel no prize. But <laughs> I actually couldn't even tell you all of them, to be honest. That's cool. I like, I, like, I like touches like that. For being a like, straightforward uh, punk, hardcore punk band, there's a lot more into school drugs than I think most people would assume. I think, you know, you just hear a song and it's fast and it's, and it's cool and it sounds like hardcore punk. But you got a lot more going on there and I appreciate that. And from the visual, from the physical to the things that you work in, the homage, the uh, just the thought behind the band. And I don't think you can say that for a, a lot of it, a lot of stuff that sounds like this. So I think that's one of the reasons why um, why I think Drugs is so cool. I appreciate that. And I, I think there's a lot of stuff that, that does happen, though, and people don't pick it up. Like on that new turnstile record, there's... There's the one song where he where he says like I want to thank you for letting me be myself yeah. like I want you thank you for letting me be myself and it's like yeah that's a fucking Sly and the Family Stone song I think it's either Sly and the Family Stone or, or someone else. I'm pretty sure it's Sly and the Family Stone but it's like yeah that's very clearly what that's supposed to be it's the same cadence it's not the same notes I don't think but then when I first heard it and I I, I heard the song I was like that's fucking I want to thank you for letting me be myself. Yeah. I want to thank you. And then, like, you go back and you look at the fucking, you know, Spotify playlist they made, and there's a whole bunch of, like, 70s soul and funk shit on there. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't think anyone, I, I don't think most people notice that that's, that's what that was. You're almost definitely right. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I ever you know? noticed that that was, a, that's that what it was, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's cool as hell. It's probably loaded with all kinds of other like references and things that I I, I don't get too. But that's one that uh, that's always stood out to me. Well, they they have been uh, quite the exception for a lot of things lately, especially coming out of the hardcore world. Uh, are they the? I mean, not to turn this into turnstile conversation because we've heard a lot of them, but are they the biggest hardcore band ever? Uh in America, yeah. I think I anywhere. So. Who's who's ever gone this big I don't, before? I don't. I, I I just I don't know what their response is like yeah, in, that's fair. in in Europe or anything like that. Because like you know, fucking Chromags were pretty goddamn big. In, Doggy in Dog the 90s. was pretty big in the nineties. Yeah, in Europe too. You know, like yeah, in the nineties, yeah. you, you had a few bands that were doing like big fucking like arena type fucking shows and opening for and playing with big fucking suicidal tendencies i mean they're they they were maybe pretty up there but then again you could also say like well by the time they got to that point they were more of a metal band so uh, but yeah you can you can find your way out of all sorts of arguments sure sure like straight hardcore in america yeah i think turnstile is the biggest band that has ever been that is a hardcore band is not a punk band is not a hardcore punk band like they are a hardcore band i think they are the, the biggest one because there's plenty of really fucking big punk bands i mean the misfits would probably be the first one to be mentioned in terms of like playing stadiums and and shit like that i mean you fucking alice cooper opening for you <laughs> Yeah. Well, that that actually uh, plays to consistently large audiences. That actually segues perfectly into uh, a conversation I wanted to have with you. I want to have with you, but we're going to get way too carried away with this, and we need to keep it very brief. All right, because 
Mm-hmm. I, I can see this would go on for way too long. Give me, I'm going to take it down to three. Give me the top three New Jersey hardcore bands of all time. Are there any stipulations like hardcore? Nope, just whatever hardcore you determine. Just whatever you put under that umbrella. The three best. I don't know. It's a, it's just uh it's just whatever the whatever the top three and however you define that the top three, whether it's personally, whether it's uh, commercially, just you pick. Just give me three. It's the third one that's hard. The first two are 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 pretty easy. It's the third one that's like, yeah, but mm, yeah, but mm, yeah, but then there's you know like yeah. Off you the, like, if like, you need to open it up till five, you can do it. But uh, ooh, I just don't. Yeah. Lifetime. Also in no order, no particular order really. Um, lifetime misfits. See, this is the third one because I'm like, fuck, man. Gray area is really fucking good. So is underdog. Um, fuck. And then of course I'm I'm also in the the position that's like name a color banana. I don't fuck. I don't know. You know, <laughs> name a boy's name. Coca Cola. Fuck. That's not a name. Well, don't worry. I'll pick um, your third. I'll pick your third, and it's definitely without question E Town Concrete. Of course, I knew that's what's on the tip of your tongue. So. <laughs> I'm just going to fill it in for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. It's the correct answer. So moving on, um, before we get too far off track on that, the one last thing I wanted to bring up um, is that between uh, the Black and Bull show, Fest, and the Avail NYC shows, it seems like you guys are getting on all sorts of good things. Is this a, is this kind of hard work paying off for school drugs, or are you guys physically paying people off? <laughs> Dude, if if I could, if we could just fucking pay people off for shit, um, I, I, I well, one, I'd have to find money. That would be the first thing. Would be <laughs> the location of American currency. You're not going to have any money if you keep money. buying linen paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, it was either, uh, it was either hop on the, uh, you know, fucking motionless in white tour or, uh, or print the fucking inserts on the paper stock that I wanted. Um, but also as, as far as like large punk bands from New Jersey, my, my chemical romance is the biggest punk band to come out of New Jersey. That isn't the like the biggest band other than Bruce Springsteen, right? Yeah, I mean, fuck. Yes, maybe. Um, but, uh, back to the question at hand. No, we have not paid anybody, anybody off <laughs> for anything. Um, <laughs> I like to think that it's hard work paying off. Um, I'd also love for people to think that it's us fucking paying our way onto whatever the fuck. That would be <laughs> hilarious. Pay Start that play. rumor. Go right the fuck ahead. Yeah. <laughs> School drugs has been paying to get onto. You know, whatever fucking thing you want to think that we we might have paid to be on. Um, but yeah, I mean, every once in a while you get like a DM and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? And you're like, oh shit, that's a cool thing. Um, <laughs> what's everybody doing this day? And then you know, I have to 
until things are concrete and actually happening, I just have to like tell everybody else keep this date open and then everybody's like, why what's going on what's going on i'm like i listen i don't want to fucking say it out loud because then it won't come true just keep fucking october 21st open hot gig real fucking hot gig coming up <laughs> um but yeah I, I like to think that it's as you said hard work paying off to, to some degree um but you know maybe maybe you know a couple uh rolled up 20 dollar bills help here and there yeah that's done a lot of people a lot of good especially hey uh, never never listen never underestimate the power of a jackson my friend (laughs) you know you get a couple of those things you you know you roll them up with uh about you know 21s in the middle it didn't fool joe pesci but okay well let's end this with a little quiz since you brought up jackson on the 20, please name me the presidents on the money, starting with the dollar bill. George Washington, one dollar bill. Um, fuck, is Johnson on the two dollar bill? Who the fuck is on the two dollar bill? Oh, that's very impressive. You're going to the two dollar bill. I would have, I would have gone Everybody right would have forgotten about the two dollar bill if I hadn't even brought it up. But the two dollar you know bill. What I'll never forget about is the three dollar bill, y'all. Two dollar bill is Jefferson. I, is. I'm pretty yeah. sure Jefferson is on the two dollar bill. Um, Alexand- uh, Abraham Lincoln is on the five. Uh, Alexander Hamilton is on the ten. Jackson is on the twenty. Benjamin Franklin is on the hundred. Uh, you skipped. Grant 50. is on the. I skipped the fifty because I almost said that Benjamin Franklin is on the 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 fifty, but he's not. It's uh, Grant is on the fifty dollar bill. Um, again, um, appearing for the second time, uh, Lincoln, did I say Lincoln? Is, I, did I just say Abraham? Lincoln is on the five. Lincoln is also on the yeah. penny. Um, oh, we're going coins now Jeffer- too. Jefferson, I think is on the, on the, um, nickel. Washington is on the quarter. Uh, Sacagawea is on the dollar. Betsy Ross is on So there you have it. That was my conversation with Josh. The song you just heard was Broken from the Absolution EP, the second track off of that EP, which of course you can go buy right now. I suggest going to Bandcamp, ordering the digital or the physical version. The physical version is definitely the way to go. You need to do that. I want to let you know that I cut that conversation a little bit short, but I need to give all the credit there is to Josh for naming every single uh personality on every single piece of U.S. currency, and I believe he started to go to Canada 
in Japan. And uh, it, it went on for so long that I couldn't include it all here. We'd be here for weeks. It was a very impressive display. We also talked about some of their upcoming shows, uh, including including something that just happened, uh, like playing Fest, like playing the Black and Blue Bowl, like the upcoming show with Avail in New York City. And I think just yesterday, they announced a show in New Jersey with no effects, Descendants, Face to Face, those Punk and Drawbluck shows. Uh, pretty incredible. These guys are on everything lately, and for good reason. Thanks again to Josh for joining me. We'll have to do it again when part three comes around. Uh, be on the lookout for that. All right. Well, I guess that's going to be it for this one. I want to encourage you to go to gettingitout.net. Check out what's going on there. Just earlier this week, we premiered a track called Friendship from the band 30,000 Monkeys out of Belgium. They're a noise rock band. It's a very cool record called what is it called? Honesty, Integrity, Friendship, and Passion. It's dropping this week on Consoling Sounds. All of these bands have artist pages available on gettingitout.net. Go to the site, go to the right, click the magnifying glass, type in the name, and they'll show up. Uh, that's the way to do it, and that's the what you should be doing every day, checking the music news on gettingitout.net. i got a lot coming. i got an interview I'm going to put up there with Golden, which is an awesome industrial act out of New York City. I've uh, got some cool stuff coming for the podcast. i got a lot of stuff recorded already. I need to get to work. i got some, some cool episodes to be recorded. There's just a lot going on. I need to uh, start uh, getting on top of things. But uh, that's for me to worry about, not you. Just keep coming back. I appreciate you listening. Before you go, I want to leave you with a track from Manic Abraxas. It's called Red Camo Rock, and it's off of their new LP, Foreign Winds, which drops this Friday. It's a self-release thing. It was engineered and produced by Steve Austin of Today is the Day. If that gives you any indication of what they're going to play, uh, take a guess. You don't have to guess for very long, because I'm going to play it right now. These guys out of Bangor, Maine. Black and Doom, Punk, Thrash, whatever you want to call it. Noise, Manica Braxis. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 